Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to this week's Geek Time Radio. Today I have with me Ross. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Dave. Uh, I'm good, I'm really good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I've spent like the last few days painting the side of my house, so... <laughs> uh, how's that going? How's, how's that working out for you? It's it's going okay, it's just taking forever. Um, it's it's like the, the stairwell and like the landing and stuff. So okay. the problem with painting the stairwell is it's basically painting one entire side of your house... So, <laughs> right. So, the only reason I could think you'd paint your house is so you could project a movie or some TV onto the side. <laughs> now you've mentioned it, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What else are you going to do? No, it's because I had the doors and windows replaced and then looked at it and gone, I'm going to have to do the rest of it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way, isn't it? So, anyway. And you'll yeah. never end. By the time you've finished all that, you'll need the, the windows doing again. Yeah, probably. Either that will be the kitchen or the bathroom. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all expensive. So, um, how are you doing? What have you been up to? I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good. Uh, I've been... Uh, been a weird month, a lot going on, uh, a lot of TV, a lot of games. We watched um, Finding Dory, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't really seen funny, that yet. Really funny movie, I would I would recommend it, go and watch it, it's great. Cool. Good. Um, I didn't cry though, which is a shame, I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be a good, good teary up, uh, <laughs> but no, but never mind, I mean, that's fine, whatever. Um, uh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch Ah yes, uh, I've been playing. I've been playing lots of different. It's been a weird month. I haven't been able to fight. I tried to get back into Fallout, but couldn't. Tried to get back into Dragon Age, but couldn't. Nothing's quite filled that uh, Witcher Three void yet for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm still going on Witcher Three at the moment. Ah, so. it's, it's so great. It's yeah. so great. I did play, which I, I see you've got written down. The uh, first episode of the Telltale Batman game. Yes, I did play that as well. What did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it. It was good. It had the the usual. My my only, I think maybe one issue, two issues. Okay, two issues was first of all the usual telltale jank that a game has, where it's there's there's certain like little little issues with the the graphics and everything. But I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Ironically, for a for a game that's so visual heavy, I'll go a long way not to mind. Whereas if this was Fallout, I'd be complaining about it. As I did with Fallout, actually. <laughs> um, but yes. yeah, it's really good. The other thing is, um, Batman is a little, uh, or Bruce is a little, um, he's a little soft sometimes. Like, uh, also, the, it, the, it has that thing where 
that for, actually Fallout suffers from as well, where you choose a dialogue option and he says something that you didn't think he'd say based on that dialogue option. Yes, yeah. There was, I know what there, you was mean. there was one point at the start, and I don't think this is a spoiler, um, but Bruce is having a party and um, he says something about the wine. Um, and uh, the option is something like, enjoy the wine, it's expensive. So I thought, oh, here we go, a bit of Playboy. Ah, my wine's really expensive. Yeah. But then he went, enjoy my wine it probably costs more than you do and it was like whoa bruce horrible oh, thing to say well, yeah harsh. and i was like that's not what i wanted you to say for i wanted you to be like yeah, yeah. other than that it's great you can be your batman and you can pick your batman and it's good yeah no i i was really enjoying it it's nice to see um i, I mean those telltale game, games are great anyway um I, and I did wonder how well it would work, you know, given yeah. that Batman's such an like a you know a, a, a action orientated character. Mm. How you go tell, to Telltale action's never been great, really. No, no, exactly. But they seem to manage to pull it off. Yeah, I Seems, like this sort of setup. So you sort of decide what he's going to do, and he'll do the doing. You just need to decide the yeah. emotion of things. Yeah, that's that's quite nice. That you know the the way those. Um, the, the way the kind of action sequence goes is he it, it sort of it almost sort of freeze frames and and you go kind of through and, and pick out like i'll slam that guy into a wall or slam that guy into a table sort of thing yeah yeah which i think if i was batman i'd want to plan i'd want to think about that i wouldn't just do it yeah yeah no exactly i, I think it's entirely in character and the yeah. the um linking of the yeah the, the, the way the evidence works so you'll go in look at various pieces of evidence and then it kind of links you know you link the pieces of evidence together to construct what the story of that scene mm. was it was quite good it was very it was like if you played the arkham games you you kind of you know it you know what i mean you you you've, you've got the feel for it yeah so it's you it's using that already accepted this is how Batman operates and just adding a new sort of skin to it, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I think it, it works quite well. It, 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 it looks good going forward. There were some interesting things that I that were a little odd. Some things were very different to how I expected them and certain things you think, Oh, it's this person or this thing. I understand that. Like yeah. I understand exactly this person's motive or, you know, whatever. And then it's like, Oh, maybe, maybe it isn't that it's different now. And it's, it's strange in some way. And yeah. that's good. I think that's really good. Yeah. They've got to take risks. I, I don't want just another Batman. I want risks and I want something different. Yeah. And, and they've, they've done sort of some Gotham esque type altering of, of some of the characters as well. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a bit of that going on. So, mm. um, which I, I think is fine, given, you know, it's uh, the, there's so many different versions of Batman out there these days. Yes. I think that's okay, you know? Yes, So definitely. Um, yeah, any, anything else? Uh, Bojack, Bojack Horseman on uh, Netflix. Yes, I still haven't got around to watching it, but ah, everybody tells so, me it's great. It's so great, it's so great. It that, might make you cry, but it's so great. <laughs> that might uh, be the next one I go to, actually. Yes. I watched Flaked again. Flaked is an excellent series on Netflix as well. I, I haven't started watching that yet. That that looked like a, a good one. There's quite a lot it's of a, decent stuff on Netflix right now. Something like 10 episodes, 20, 20 minutes each. Easy. Okay, that's good. Easy to get through. Uh, it takes a lot of turns. It's good. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Ballers is back. Yes. <sighs> I'm so excited, Dev. It's so good. Did you, did you see the the Rock who is on the set of um, 
uh, I can't remember which film it is. It's um, it's, it's one of the Fast and Furious films. Mm. I think he's on at the moment. Apparently, it took to um, it was either Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and and posted a really long ranty thing about some of his castmates without naming names. But really? <laughs> yes. No, I didn't see that. Apparently, apparently he's quite upset with some of his castmates oh on God. that. So. Well, I mean, Vin Diesel could do that role, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, The Rock is, the Rock is amazing in it. And uh, oh, I, hope, I, hope things, I hope things are okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope so. I hope he's not having a breakdown. That, yeah. that would be bad. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awkward. Uh, yeah, everything else has been just, just, I've been listening to more music, reading more books. It's been weird. In the absence of uh, video games, it's been a really weird... Uh, <laughs> no, no, in the absence of Witcher 3, you mean? <laughs> that, yes, no, in the absence, absence of that specific video game. It's been a really weird month. You have have uh, time to do other things. <laughs> yeah, and it's horrible, Dave. I hate it. <laughs> well, we're going well, uh, to see Louis C.K. this weekend. Oh, nice. How about that at the Apollo? Ah, I didn't realise he was over here. That's that's yeah, very cool. Yeah. I think he's doing, I think he's got, he's, he's got one at Wembley, one at the Apollo, uh, two at the Apollo maybe, and then he's off into Europe, I think. Nice, nice. Okay, so that's, 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 that's good. good. That's something to look forward to this week. I'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, I've been massively avoiding Suicide Squad <laughs> in favour of The Killing Joke, which I watched last night. Oh, yes. Well, what did you think of The Killing Joke? How about that? It was, uh, it was, you, you told me you were going to watch it. I thought, I'll watch it. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I, in short, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, the, the bit at the start... Yeah, I was going to say it went places I certainly didn't expect in the yeah. prologue. The, the prologue is that good? Is yeah, that good? yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I mean, it, it's only about an hour and ten minutes long anyway, so yeah, they've yeah. they've kind of uh, obviously short decided. Book. Yeah, I mean, it's a short book anyway, so they were obviously kind of embellishing stuff. The the whole Barbara Bruce thing, which has been hey, all over the internet, that that's been all over the internet anyway. So I I think I think we're okay to to mention it. <laughs> Um, the whole Barbara Bruce thing I thought was a little bit odd, but I thought, yeah, I'm watching it. And I'm like, whoa, Barbara, Barbara, yeah. stop! Given, given there's supposed to be quite an age difference between yeah, the pair of them as well. Difference. But I guess, I guess Batman's maybe ageless, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah, except the fact that he emotionally, yeah, and except the fact that they do show a picture of Jason Todd um, mm. having. You know, so it's they know we know that it's set after Jason Todd was Robin. So he's been in there a while. So, so you know he's been Batman a while. That means that Dick Grayson is grown up, and Barbara and Dick were supposed to be the same sort of age. So, so, so that's a bit creepy. <laughs> bit, bit weird, isn't it? Bit weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. And who who knew that DC can have a strong female lead? Yeah. And not not overly overly sexualize or trivialize a yeah. cough suicide squad <laughs> cough. And who knew? Who knew they could make a whole hour's worth of film without any racial stereotypes? Cough <laughs> suicide squad cough. Who knew those things were possible, Dave? Well, you know, I've seen Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, to be fair, I've I've only heard I've only heard, but I've heard a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he's really, Mark Hamill 
continues to be excellent. Yes, yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill's um, Joker who, is... Who knew DC could make a movie with a good Joker? Cough, Suicide Squad, <laughs> cough. <laughs> but he, I mean, even in... Uh, for anyone... I don't think this is a spoiler, the comics from like the 80s or something. Um, even the bits where he wasn't the Joker. Yes. They were... I, I thought, is it him? It, it's def- it's yeah. him, maybe? And it, it's really well done. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he switches that voice so well, yeah. you know. And, so, and there are moments that you look and you think, oh, that, that's frame by frame, the comic. And I, I, it was the first um, I, I, it was the first graphic novel I ever bought. And uh, it was great. I didn't know Batman was this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really great. And I remember, because I've read it, uh, I read it maybe every six months or something. Yeah. And, um, and you, f- you, some of the frames you think, oh, that's literally the frame. That is the frame from, yeah, and it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, he, they, they do do that. It's... Um, it's very well put together that uh, that movie. It's as I say, it's about seventy minutes long, something like that. So it's not that long to to kind of maybe one twenty, maybe yeah, anyway. something like that. But it's um it's good. I I did really. Enjoy I thought it. um you know I don't know if this is a spoiler. I probably shouldn't. Yeah, let's say this. So you know the theory where he kills him at the end. Yes. I I thought that wasn't this wasn't that because because it had like an epilogue where Barbara becomes spoiler Barbara becomes the Oracle. And I thought, well, that kind of shies away from, cause if I, I figure if he kills him, that's the end, that's the end of Batman. He's done. Yeah. But because Barbara carries on, it's like, mate, he isn't done. So there's more to do. So he probably didn't kill him. Yes. No, I, I, lo- I love that. He killed him. <laughs> not, that it, not that he killed him. No, oh, he did kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in this. No, definitely not in this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've had a, I've had quite a Batman week, really, because uh, I, I, as well as playing the Telltale game, which I really enjoyed, uh, I watched. I well, I was sort of halfway through watching when I did the show last week with Amanda. Um, Batman v yeah. Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Yes, um, which is kind of it's interesting. It does clarify certain things. <laughs> um, as I said, I think last week, I, I it makes Lex Luthor kind of less annoying. Although maybe I'm just prepared for it this time. I'm, yeah, I see. I enjoyed Lex Luthor the first time. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, I I found that that grated on me a lot less this time around. <laughs> um, Is that a compliment? It sounds like a compliment, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, I'm trying to think what else. The whole kind of um, Martha thing didn't bother me as much again i knew that was coming though so do you know what i do you know what i heard i'm not sure if we've discussed this before but somebody told me that um arthur curry who's aquaman's father is named thomas (laughs) and uh batman's father is also named thomas so how amazing would it be if they had a justice league scene (laughs) <laughs> that carries out the exact same formula <laughs> yeah no i please no <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah it's i mean i i think it 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 does the whole transition into doomsday um again that's not a spoiler because they put it in the trailer i think that's, <laughs> that's the biggest problem actually mm. is um with DC at the moment is that it's not so much the films. It's partly the fact that they've not figured out how to do trailers without mm. spoiling the crap out of them. Do you know, I, I heard though that suicide squad was, um, I think re-edited by a company who make trailers. And that's why there's like loads of musical bits in and, you know, stuff like that. 
That's uh, what I heard anyway. What, I don't know. The, I haven't seen it. The tra- oh, do you mean the film? Yeah, the well, film. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. There's certainly. It's funny. There is a guy that's actually trying to sue DC over the fact that a lot of the Joker stuff, which is in the trailer, isn't in the final film. Yeah, Jared Leto wasn't apparently very happy with the amount of Joker bits. Yeah, and it, I mean, it is true. If you go back and watch the trailers, there's an awful lot that is in the trailer. And which, just isn't in Yeah, just isn't in the movie. Like the, the and, I mean, there's there's all sorts of things that are in the trailers, actually, which don't make it into the movie. Mm. Like the the um, the bit where they're all drinking at the bar and... Um, That's the bit, though, right? Where uh, they're all, they've decided they're friends there yeah no? but that that the barber is in there but oh, okay. the the joke about um uh do you know do you want what do you want to drink water i think that's a good idea yeah. honey that that joke isn't in the f- film at all oh man they actually dropped that joke out in the movie and there's there's all sorts of I, I think that there's a bit with joker with a scarred face in it and i don't think that makes it into the film either mm. um there's all sorts of things which which were in that that didn't make it in into the movie and uh yeah there's a guy that's that's uh threatening or trying to sue dc because of the fact that um so many of the joker bits were in the trailer and he mm. described it as missell advertising yeah so, yeah sure so um but Good yeah to him. i mean i have to say it's overall with suicide squad as a movie i actually quite enjoyed it it's just narratively not very well put together um <laughs> it's, it's the same complaint about batman superman though right yeah i mean it's it's kind of like if you were reading it as a comic book it's it's like there's a bunch of vignettes that sort of introduce background to each of the characters then the bigger story you know you buy a trade paperback and yeah. they've obviously shoved some more issues in at the start to make up whatever the sure. whole story is. It's it's yeah. a bit like that. <laughs> it's so so. There's there's a bunch of like vignettes which are are right at the beginning, which are, are are sort of backgrounds to to each of the characters and how they got caught and ended up in prison. And there's that, and then it sort of trundles into a full story. Um, and, and you know the, the story's okay. Um, it's, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's sort of one of those things that, I mean, it is fun, but don't expect too much. I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as the, um, people say it is. as people say it is. I really don't. Uh, I, I, I think they're being a little overly harsh on it, but, um, cause you know, it's well acted. I think Margaret Robbie's really good. I think Will Smith. Yeah. She really seems good. good. Yeah, you know, I th- I think they're they're really good characters. Um, I hear I, I hear a lot of they're good characters in roles that are written badly. Yeah, there is a certain amount of that. There is there is some of that in there. Mm. I, I think it could be written. It just needs either a better writer or a better director or. I don't know. Just everything uh, yeah, from, the, from the from the cast <laughs> upwards, everything is. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the the roles are absolutely fine. I just, I you you're kind of willing it to be a bit better than it is, but um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see what that looks like when it comes out on DVD and how that see, gets re-edited in its yes. ultimate version. So, but it's such a shame that we have that. That's where we have to go. Yeah, to get a good mood, like. Ever since, um, I'd say the first example I can think of is Watchmen, where yeah. someone said to me, don't watch Watchmen, watch the, the director or the ultimate cut. I think there were three cuts of Watchmen. 
Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, no, because that's not the movie, is it? What I want <laughs> is for the ultimate cut to be the cut. That's what I want to be released in the cinema. Yeah. Because anything else is ridiculous. I, I blame Blade Runner and Ridley Scott for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who had like five different cuts of that film. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings is the same as well. Yes, that's true. They released like four hour versions of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Of, of all the Lord of the Rings. I have actually sat and watched them all back to back. Of course you have, Dave. That, you're exactly that. That's, that's why you do this podcast. Why I keep telling you, Dave. That's you and, all and, over. Yeah, I, I sort of over the course of a number of nights, I don't know how many it was, I watched all of them and all the special edition uh, additional footage as well. Oh my gosh. She's like six, a, six DVDs. You're a patient man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so time on his hands, this man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. I actually had a, a movie day on Friday and saw Suicide Squad and then Star Trek Beyond, which I'm a bit late to, but Star Trek wow. Beyond straight afterwards as well. And Star Trek Beyond, I absolutely loved. I thought it was brilliant. Um, it's I, I liked it far better than Into Dark, Darkness. Um there it i think the setting's much better i think the writing's much better i think it's it's funny um you can tell that it's written by a fan because um, it's written it's by simon some, pegg writing, yeah, yeah it's simon pegg who's one of the co-writers on it um I, and you can sort of tell that it's somebody that knows their star trek history right um it you know it's just very very well put together um and i like the fact that it's not based on earth uh, they're away sure. on a five-year mission. They are, There is a, a space station involved, but um, I, I, I just I thought it was it was really nice, really well put together. Felt proper Star Trek, you know. Yeah, and it worked really well. So I I uh, I was watching that. I, I I think most definitely out the two movies. If you're only going to see one movie and haven't seen either of those, go and see <laughs> Star Trek. Um, Suicide Squad's fine, but but go and see Star Trek because that also, that's a much better film. Finding Dory is an excellent film. Yes, yes, no, I'm sure Finding Dory is With, an excellent uh, film. That stars half the cast of Modern Family. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, Phil, um, I don't know his real name, uh, and Jay, who's the dad, they're both in it. Right, okay. And it's a little bit jarring because they're quite close, their scenes are quite close together. And it's like, <laughs> am I just watching Modern Family? I might be. But it's great because they're great. Modern Family redone with fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's fine. Everything's fine about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I um, the other the other thing which I've really got into this week um, is a, a half hour comedy, or it's actually a twenty two minute comedy once you take all the ad breaks out, uh, called Life in Pieces, which is on um, Amazon. It's actually it's one that they bought in. I think it runs on on a network over in the US. Ah. Um, stars uh, Colin Hanks is one of the the stars, oh, but it's basically I love Colin Hanks. Well, that's that was the thing that drew me to it because I think Colin Hanks is brilliant. It's so. It's basically about a family which is uh, across sort of three generations, and each it, it's split into four bits. So each bit has a little sort of vignette uh, mm. of a section of of the family life at one of the the various different families. There's basically three ki- kids and the parents, and the yeah you know, one. So the kids are all kind of different ages of you know, uh, sort of mid twenties to mid thirties to mid forties. And then the parents are kind of in their seventies. Right. And, and so you follow, you get little stories off each of them, which interlink in some way. Okay. Uh, and uh, you've got one, the the one family, which has got three kids already. You've got uh, Colin, the, the family, which Colin Hanks is, is part of, which is 
him, his wife, and they've just had a baby in the first episode. Uh, and then there's there's the parents and the other brother who is uh, he, living in the parents' garage and is sort of a struggling artist. So oh. so there's there's him as well. But it's just really funny. This sounds like a lot of people. Is it hard to keep up with because no, of who different people no, are? No, be- because the stories are all um, quite often they're all together. I mean, I imagine he's very much in the vein of something like Modern Family or mm, those sort of American might comedies. Give, might give this a go. Yeah, it's I, I, Amazon. I you do. say it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's well worth watching though. It's mm. very very funny. Uh, so I I would give that a go. It, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I think it's great. And they're only like twenty two minutes per oh. episode. So it's heaven. So it's really easy to rip through. I've, I've, I must have, you know, I, I tend to, you know, if I'm going to have breakfast, I'll kind of stick one of those yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Watch it while I'm having breakfast. So uh, it's quite good. So I'll be watching that. The other thing which over on Netflix is Stranger Things. Yeah, which people keep telling me good things about Stranger Things. That is brilliant. Yeah. Um. Now, it's, I was told it was brilliant because of all the 80s related things in it. And I was like, well, that's got nothing for me. And it has it, obviously. <laughs> well, I I don't know. You you know a bit of 80s nostalgia. I know a bit of 80s stuff. But I mean, it, the person I saw is that I like, like the bikes were the same bike that I used to have. And I was like, that's nothing. That's not, that's not a thing. That's not a cultural touchstone that you had a crap 80s bike. But yeah, things like the music I could get behind, I guess. And the clothes. They, they weren't crap 80s bikes. They were chopper bikes. Okay, fine. big handlebars. Well. <laughs> unsafe 80s <bike>. <laughs> so the, the, cho- the chopper which had had big kind of handlebars and like a gear control in the middle it was like so a big handle change, how was, did you change the gear well it was the gear control was on the on the center bit and you had like a big handle and it sort of went one two three and you kind of moved the gear stick oh that's weird yeah uh, they were ace um but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of 80s reference in it. Uh, a reference to a lot of 80s films, though. There's there's sort of little bits of, e- well, quite quite a big touchstone of things like E.T. or The Goonies. Um, there's there's lots of, I mean, it, it's sort of done as a love letter to those early Spielberg uh, mm. movies and, you know, things like Close Encounters. And, you know, there, there are, it, none of it is directly ripped off from you know it's not like oh well that's exactly like you know something none of it's like that but there there are it's it's so masterfully done as like little references to um those early sci-fi 80s sci-fi films it's just brilliantly put together Uh, is it is it a horror what is it yeah it's it's a it's sort of i would describe it more as like 80s sci-fi with a bit of horror mixed in um i i wouldn't are, i wouldn't go are, all out horror are there jump scares um no not not oh then i might watch it the, I, I might be okay yeah no there there aren't any huge jump scares i don't think in it um it's, I, I think i'm sweating i'm sweating so now you don't even know <laughs> i i think um any any kind of scares are are very well signposted i would have said so good so i think you're fine um but yeah i mean i, I as as a child that did grow up in the 80s i i loved it um 
And it does bring back so many memories of of things like Goonies and E.T. are the, are the two that really stood out for me. The the child actors in it, though, are just amazing. Um, the, uh, the There's a kid called uh, Eleven in there. The girl that plays her is Millie Bobby Brown, and she's amazing in it. Um, did did really, kids really have weird good. names in the eighties? Uh, no, no. There's a reason she's called Eleven. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 I know. I just wanted to, to throw that in. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all, all the kids though uh, are absolutely brilliant. There's a sort of little group of of twelve year olds that that there's there's four of them that are kind of this little gang, which is a very kind of Goonies esque that that group. Mm. Um, there's the older brother as well, and. Um, the one of the the older sort of sister of one of the kids as well uh so there's sort of those teenage 80s kind of years as well um you've got matthew modine playing a quite creepy and sinister uh doctor in it as well um and winona rider winona rider oh. 80s icon um brilliantly having gone through a very rough patch in the intervening years um he, he's completely back on form and he's absolutely superb as as the mother so um yeah i mean i i just can't recommend it highly enough i'm really looking forward to them doing another series of that i hope they do another series of that so yeah it, and it does set it up for it as well but i really enjoyed it all, all on netflix now all on netflix right now so you can go and watch right. this just heading into uh, as we head into news as well there was one other thing which uh i i caught yesterday from uh stephen amel off of arrow uh mm. He he does. He's worth following if you're a, if you're a fan of Arrow. Follow Stephen Amell on uh, Facebook because he quite often does live um, Facebook chats where you can put questions to him and stuff. But um, he he talked yesterday because he did one last night. He was talking yesterday about there is a prank war going on between Arrow and Supernatural because they shoot on the same set, <laughs> um, and uh, Jared and Jason apparently from uh supernatural apparently changed steven's car parking space because they're all signposted changed the car parking space to steven smells from, from steven excellent Apple. excellent <laughs> which, which is just so cute and wonderfully childish i just wanted to mention that <laughs> that's amazing so so yes and he has sworn to get them back for it but apparently this has been an ongoing thing so uh so i they, they seem like they're having fun up there so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. That's that. always good to hear about TV that they're, they're 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 taking it seriously, but it's not too like it's fine. They're, they're, <laughs> laugh. they're enjoying it. Yeah, well, because because um, Supernatural shoots on the same on the same set and sort of well yeah. not set but area as as all the DC shows up in Vancouver. Mm. So um, yeah, I I just thought that was very funny. Right, so let's move off general chit chat and on to some <laughs> film and TV news first bit of film and tv news comes from uh, sky who are about to launch a couple of new dramas they gave us a list of of various dramas they're going to but i thought the these are the uh, the first two we've got a bit more detail about uh first one's britannia which is a drama set in 43 ad it's about the roman invasion of the british isles um, as the Roman 
Imperial army returns to crush the Celtic heart of Britannia, um, which is described as a mysterious, mysterious land ruled by wild warrior women and powerful druids who can channel the uh, the powerful forces of the underworld. Mm. So factually, factually accurate, then. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't, I know, I don't, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so uh, stars Kelly Riley who was in True Detective and uh, Sherlock Home Again with Shadows she plays Celtic warrior Kira Zoe Wanamaker plays um, who was in Mr. Selfridge and My Family and uh, Doctor Who she played the, um, the the character that with the piece of skin in Doctor Who Yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember that from the heyday, the yeah. proper <laughs> yes, early Doctor Who um, early revival Doctor Who uh, so she plays her arch rival, but they must set aside their differences to battle the onslaught from the Roman general uh, Elenus Platius, played by the brilliant David Morrissey. Not, who... uh, not Cilius Sodus. <laughs> no, not Cilius Sodus. <laughs> <laughs> You've I won't say the other one. No, no, don't. Uh, yes, to, for, for more on that reference. <laughs> see, the, see the 70s. See, see the 70s in the movie. It's uh, Life of Brian, isn't it? That one? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very proud of you for getting Monty Python references. <laughs> That become a new weekly, uh, a new weekly now. Yeah, yeah trying to get, try get, to get uh, Monty Python reference into every show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, David Morrissey plays the Roman general. Uh, David Morrissey, of course, you'll know as the governor from Walking Dead. So he's been in Extant, Doctor Who, um, God knows how many other things. Uh, <laughs> Hugo Spear, who he's, I think he's he's in the Musketeers at the moment, but he was also in the Full Monty. Uh, Ian McDermott, who was Palpatine in Star Wars. Wow. Uh, Nikolai Lay Cass, who was in the Killing. Very good. <laughs> that's that's how I'm pronouncing it anyway. Uh, yep. says Stanley Weber, who's uh, in Outlander and Borgia. Uh, Eleanor Worthington Cox, who was in the Enfield Haunting and Cucumber. So wow. um, they've got quite a good cast the uh, script's been written by a guy called jess Butter- butterworth who had a hand in writing specter and uh, the tom cruise movie edge of tomorrow which is quite good actually good film um mm. and he's written with tom butterworth who i'm assuming is a is a relative of some description uh who wrote <laughs> fortitude he's writing an upcoming uh, thing for sky called tim star as well uh richard mcbrien who wrote spooks and merlin is also involved He's described by Sky's head of drama as an incredible drama that's entertaining and emotional, but also asks important questions about what drives men and women to stand and fight. So, yeah. Well, she I, would say that. <laughs> but yes, not that she's biased. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I love sort of Roman history stuff. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I think this could be kind of entertaining. Uh, and he's got a great cast. I mean, Zoe Wanamaker's brilliant. Um, yes, David, always good for money. David Morris is absolutely fantastic. Don't really know Kelly Riley, but I'm assuming given the cast that's there, she knows what she's doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's due to come. I think next year on um, Sky Atlantic. That's due. Oh, great. So, so that's one to watch out for. There's also another drama coming called Riviera, which they announced the full casting for today. We knew a bit about this before. Uh, stars Julia Stiles from the Bourne series and Dexter. Um, she's plays Georgina, a Midwestern U.S. girl turned smart, resourceful wife of the billion art collector Constantine Silos. 
Um, he was killed in the explosion aboard a yacht of a Russian oligarch and arms dealer. Uh, believing there's more to the tragedy, she sets out to uncover what happens. Dark truths about Constantine's dealing emerge, and she begins to realize that who she's really married to. Uh, Georgina enters a spiral, spiral of moral dis- uh, dissent and becomes immersed in a world of lies, and double dealing, and criminality. Heavy so, man. Um, it's written by Neil Jordan, who is the guy that directed Interview with a Vampire. He also wrote and directed The Borgias as well for Sky um, or for HBO, I think it might have been, actually. Um, so it's it's described as a story with morally ambiguous characters. It's all set on the French in the ultra-rich area of the French Riviera. Uh, the rest of the cast, though, is pretty stellar as well. Uh, Adrian Lester from Hustle and Undercover. Did you see Undercover? That was went to no. BBC re, BBC that on um, recently. That was, uh, and that was a great series. Hustle as well, which obviously did, did like five seasons, and he was mm-hmm. great in that. He plays uh, Georgina's friend and an art dealer, uh, Ewan Rion, uh, who. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramsey Bolton from uh, Game of Thrones that's that's what he's going on to do uh, Dimitri Leonidas who is in uh, Monuments Men and he, he was in Sinbad I think he might have played Sinbad in Sinbad actually um, they played the sons of Constantine uh, Lena Olin who's been in uh, Vinyl Chocolate and Alias she plays Constantine's ex-wife Roxine Duran who was in White Ribbon Witnesses uh and Phil Davis, who was in Poldark and Whitechapel and Being Human, uh, he plays an art fraud investigator trying to get to the heart of the truth. Um, given the the cast that's in that and the fact that it's Neil Jordan, I think that could be an absolutely superb mm. series. It sounds really good. Um, uh, Sky are really going for it with their original drama at the moment. Yeah. They've got a whole load of stuff. They've got uh, The Young Pope, which starts Jude Law. That's coming, I think, later this year. Jude um, Law, though. Come on. Yeah, as as the Pope. Yeah, <laughs> who'd, but Jude Law. <laughs> who, who'd have thought that? <laughs> first the Rock. First they got the Rock. Now they got Jude Law. I know. Crazy. I know, it's crazy. Um, there's an action-adventure series uh, starter called Hooten and the Lady, which is kind of a romance in the stone kind of thing. Uh, Indiana Jonesy sort of thing. That's, uh, that's coming later this year as well. Uh, there is Gorilla, which is about the, um, I think it's the Black Power movement in the 70s London. Uh, oh. but that's starring Idris Elba. So, uh, you know, I mean, they've got huge names involved. Yeah. There's a, a drama called Tin Star, which is about Sheriff's Department um, in sort of Midwest America. That stars Tim Roth and Christina Hendricks. They've got a show called Delicious, which stars John French. Dawn French. Dawn, Dawn French. Yeah, I know, and but I don't think it's a straight out and out comedy. That I, I think it's. it's of course, more it is. Of Dave. Dr- don't be ridiculous. No, I, I, I think I seem to remember that's more of a kind of either a dramedy or a, 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 a even more straight drama. I'm not sure. Oh wow, great. Um, They've and the two historical dramas they've got as well as Britannia they've got another one called Jamestown which is about sort of you know set in uh, early founding America uh, and they've got a big fantasy thing coming I think it's at Christmas called The Last Dragon Slayer uh, based on the uh, Jasper Fjord novels there's also returning series of uh, Fortitude which is back for season two that was great the first season of that um, that's got Dennis Quaid in it in the new second season there's a Dennis. 
Dennis Quaid, what? Who Sky of Sky of Thorn, that money around. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, there's uh, ne- another season of Gamora coming, and uh, Agatha Raisin as well, which is back at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's they've really been throwing money at original drama right now. Right. They've, I think they've looked at HBO and thought, oh, I'm sure we can do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> How hard can this be? But they, I mean, you know, they, it's not. They're, they're not skimping on the on the names and the casting and stuff. So you know, they're doing a f- fantastic job in picking people. I just hope the mm. shows are good. But I mean, you know, they've they've done a great job with the shows that they've bought so far. Like I say, Fortitude, the first season of that, I thought was fantastic so you know there's some really and they're, they're quite diverse as well i mean you've got kind of things going from fairly serious drama historical drama action adventure things comedies yeah there's all sorts of things going on so it's really good moving on to slightly more familiar familiar <laughs> territory uh dc there wouldn't be a show without at the moment without some dc casting news that's true there's always something yeah though there's so much of it uh kate mcgrath who was in merlin has joined Supergirl as Lena Luthor, who is sister of Lex Luthor, um, mm. for the next um, season. She's arrived in National City for a fresh start after this is after Lex has been incarcerated for various well something we're not entirely sure what. Um, uh, she's now the CEO of Luthor Corp. Um, interesting side note: they they've stuck with Luthor Corp, which is what I they used to say. call it. That, that's what they used to call it on Smallville. And has been called sometimes in the comics. Ah. But that, whereas the film, gone for LexCorp, it's possible that they've gone for LuthorCorp in this because of the fact that maybe it was LexCorp, but now Lex is lost up. They've decided to call it LuthorCorp. Sure, possibly. right. That would make sense. Which would make sense. Um, so yeah, it does say she plans to rebrand her brother's evil empire as a force for good and distance herself from his crimes. So wait, uh, wait, wait. She's Batman now. <laughs> that sounds like she's Batman. No, I don't think she's putting on a cape or anything. Okay. She's just CEO no of Luther Corp. No cape? What? <laughs> no, she's just CEO of Luther Corp. She's not okay. kind of, you know. She's um, just Bruce Wayne. She's not Batman. Yeah, she's Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Kara's uh, drawn into Lena's uh, sphere and is, must determine if she's friend or foe. So we don't know whether she's good or evil yet. Um, uh, but I mean, Supergirl casting, they've, they've so many new people coming on now. They've, they've switched networks in the U S we've got, uh, Tyler Hochelin, who is coming in as Superman. Florona Lima, who is joining as Maggie Sawyer, who is a police officer that works with their sort of meta human division. Ian Gomez is cast as a character called Snapper Carr, who is sort of coming into the newsroom at Catco. Partly, I think this is trying to cover the fact that uh, Carissa Flockhart isn't going to be around for as much as she was before. Mm. She's downgraded a role from series regular to guest star because of the fact that they, she's, got a young family and she doesn't want to move from LA to Vancouver for half the season for half the year which you can kind of understand yeah yeah, yeah definitely plus you know he's going to look after um, Harrison Ford if she does that so <laughs> you'll just no, end up don't look at me <laughs> he's just going to end up flying a plane into another golf course you don't want that so um so yeah so uh she's downgrading her role they cast linda carter the original wonder woman as the uh, president uh so that's she's a big pull for them yeah so she's playing the president no and, adam west in any of these never has he never popped up no no actually that would, be, that would be good for something don't know maybe yeah i'd i'd like to see them stick adam west in that would be quite awesome uh they they they've gone for 
you know, some old characters. I mean, you know, obviously they used Dean Kane, you know, before. So they, I mean, they, they do pick up uh, people yeah. for, for, for that sort of thing. And uh, the, the guy that I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that plays Barry's dad in Flash, who was Flash in the 90s TV oh, series. Okay. And he's now Flash again. Spoilers if you haven't watched the end of that season. Oh, uh, on, Dave. But, <laughs> but yes, so uh, so yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a lot of uh, yeah. They they do tend to use old DC actors in new roles. So you never know. Adam West might pop up at some point. <laughs> that would be quite cool. It also in DC casting, uh, Sarah. There's a, a girl called Sarah Gray who's having an extremely good year because she was not only picked to play the play the Pink Power Ranger in the oh. new Power Rangers movie, which is awesome Ro- enough, but role uh, of a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's also been cast as Stargirl on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Stargirl's a, a character introduced in 1999, I believe it was. Um, and uh, she's so she's relatively new in comic book terms, actually. But she she uh, she's a member of the Justice Society of America, uh, which is going to be a big thing on Legends next season, as we know from the fact that Patrick J. Adams from Suits turned up as Alban at the very end of season one. So yeah, these they're going to have introducing various other members of the the JSA uh, into the show as well. You've got um, the new, or rather old vixen, played by Macy Richardson Sellers, who is uh, grandmother of Marie McCabe, who was the version of vixen that we saw on Arrow and voices the cartoon, but was tied up doing a movie, so they couldn't use her on the TV show. So they thought, well, we've got a time travel show. I know, we'll go back and get her grandmother. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) that's the beauty of it. (laughs) Yeah, they've got a time travel show, so you just go back and pick up the grandmother, who was also vixen. So, you know, so that's what (laughs) they've done. So despite the fact that they're, they're... you know one's the grandparents of the other they're all about the same age i mean it's it's running on the cw they all have to be young and beautiful so um (laughs) so you've also got uh citizen steel played by nick zano um but they've also said that that his grandfather commander steel he's going to be played by a guy called matthew mccall who he's appeared on iZombie. zombie so he's going to appear it so we've now got like two lots of grandparents turning up (laughs) in the show um and it's like a, you know when they did like Muppet Babies. It's like that, but in reverse. <laughs> yeah, apart from they're all in the same age. It's yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, very weird. Um, they've also got the JSA members Obsidian and Doctor Midnight. They've said are going to turn up, but they haven't yet been cast. So, um, so there are lots of lots of things going on. And the big bad for the new series is the Legion of Doom. Uh, <laughs> so nice, we need a big they, echo yeah. effect on that. I was going to say, is that going to get some post-editing there? <laughs> post-editing Legion Zoldo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, which which is, uh, it sounds more impressive than it is. It's Malcolm Merlin, uh, John Barrowman, obviously. It sounds really impressive with all those effects that just happened, Dave. Wink. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go back and do it. <laughs> yeah, or not, and this can all be part of the... This can, You can cut me out. I didn't have to even be in this episode. You can cut me out completely. <laughs> ah, damn it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, John Barrowman who gets into everything. Uh, he's playing Malcolm Merlin again. Uh, reverse... Flash, played by Matt Letcher, who is the um, the the guy that played the Reverse Flash when he wasn't playing um, Harrison Wells. So uh, yeah, the the guy playing Reverse Flash. Yeah, he was in Scrubs, I think. If if it's the right guy, I don't watch Flash, but no, I think you're thinking of the guy that plays Harrison Wells. 
who okay. was also the reverse flash um and it's not him it's the other guy that played the reverse flash just to confuse of, things of course who's, of who's course. only been on screen a few times actually okay, but he's now fine. got a kind of much larger role as reverse flash uh captain colt went with miller one half of prison break um so he's now flipped back to being a bad guy i was guy. gonna say wasn't he a good guy yes no, no, no. he's now flipped back to being a bad guy and uh Neil Neil McDonald, who uh, played Damien Dark as well, is back. So so it's those four characters are playing the Legion, Legion of Oh, it's terrifying when you do that, Dave. It scared <laughs> me with the, the effects. Damn it, I am going to have to go back and put effects on them. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so that's all the, all the casting updates for the DC shows. We now also have a new superhero show in development. From George R. R. Martin. Oh. <laughs> so the <laughs> character's dead at the end of the first episode, yeah? Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, it's, it's actually based on a series of books called Wild Cards, um, which, uh, I mean, I, I don't know George R. 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 Martin's writings outside of Game of Thrones anyway, but yeah, it's been produced by Universal Cable Productions. This is why you should be excited. Not only is it George R. 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 Martin, Universal Cable Productions are responsible for Suits, 12 Monkeys, Mr. Robot, Killjoys, The Magician's Ascension and Colony. So, so they kind of know their genre stuff. Um, <laughs> with the exception of Suits, maybe, but Suits is an awesome show. So yeah, and you know, they, they kind of know what they're doing with this sort of thing. Uh, Wild Cards is set in an alternate history of post-World War II USA after an airborne alien virus is released over New York, which goes on to affect the world. Uh, It's developed by the noble family of a planet called Takis uh, as a bioweapon, which rewrites DNA, and they've unleashed it on the human population because our genetic makeup is similar, so they thought they'd use this to test it out. Uh, Mm. (laughs) The virus virus kills or debilitates up to 99% of the people it comes into contact but the remaining one percent develop superhuman abilities because they're the wild cards yes so but hold on surely then everyone's dead (laughs) now well yes maybe i don't know everyone's dead or superheroes yeah dead superheroes or there there is it actually says 90 percent of them are actually killed there is a sort of eight percent that are somewhere in between i think i can't what i think they're referred to as I want to say jokers, but they, they, they're referred to, uh, they're, they're kind of, you know, have been affected, but they've not been killed by it. So it sort of debilitates them in some way. Um, okay. And then... Oh, this isn't going to turn to a zombie thing. That annoys me when people do that. No, I, I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think so, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's it's only under development at the moment. Uh, it, it may not go to a full series, although who am I kidding? It's something from George R. R. Martin. It's going to go to a full series. They get, they will go rake themselves over hot coals to get this to a full series. Yeah. I'm fairly sure. Until um, you can't be bothered to write any more books. Yeah, well, so that, just do it ourselves, George. God. For, for for fans of Game of Thrones and particularly the Game of Thrones books, don't worry. George isn't directly involved with this. He's not taking time away from his book writing duties <laughs> to do this um they are using the existing novels he will be involved in a peripheral sense but mm. he's not directly involved in the development of it so um it won't take him away from you know writing his three words a day that he seems to be writing <laughs> at the moment um, crank it out them novels George. <laughs> yeah crank it out. they might have the next one by i don't know 2030 possibly <laughs> I, we'll see if he's still around um 
Right, so uh, that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have an interview. So this week's interview is with the composer Todd Haberman. Uh, Todd is one of Hans Zimmer's former interns. He's composed his own right, but also has worked as a guest score writer, I guess is what they call it. Basically, if you see an additional music credit on a TV show, what that actually means is they've in quite a lot of cases, what that means is they basically composed a lot of the music for that show because the actual composer that was hired to do it hasn't had time to write it. So, so um, they they work much like a ghostwriter on a book. They basically work as a ghostwriter on the score. He's worked on Arrow. He worked on No Ordinary Family. He's worked on Warehouse 13, Body of Proof, Revolution, Flash Forward. Uh, he worked with Nate Barr, whose stuff we love. Uh, he worked with him on uh, Hemlock Grove. He's worked on the badass series of movies starring Danny Trejo. He's recently worked on the horror film Satanic, which is is available all over the place online and streaming and stuff now. When, when I called him, he was a great person to talk to. We ended up chatting for about an hour, but the interviews <laughs> cut down to about 40 minutes. He was really fun to talk to. He was in the middle of searching through a box of cables um, for one specific cable when we talk, when, when I started uh, talking to him. So if you hear us moving around and things, I, th- I think this might be explained at the start, but um, if you hear sort of noise and stuff, that's what it is. <laughs> He's looking through a box for one specific cable. Um, so did he find it? Spoiler. But I, did he find the cable? I don't know. I really should. Oh. I really should test him and ask him. I should uh, like mail him and, and ask him if he found his cable. Um, Follow up so, interview about yeah. the cable. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, this is the interview with Todd. We'll see you afterwards with some air date stuff. Hi, Todd. Hey, David. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm just in the middle of about a pile of power cables looking for the one specific one I need that I can't seem to find. <laughs> oh, frustrating. Always the way. <laughs> You're in Santa Monica, aren't you? I am in Santa Monica, yeah. Are you living down in Santa Monica as well? Then? I, I do live in Santa Monica at the moment, yeah. 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 I mean, I- well, I mean, I've been, I've been living here for about seven, 18 years, I guess. I had, there were, there were three years in the middle. I went back to New York after, um, after nine 11, I went back to New York for three years. Oh, okay. Um, and then just kind of, uh, uh, buddies were calling me back out here. Hey, can you work on this thing with me? Can you work on that thing with me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and I came back out and then I came back to New York and then the second or third time I forget, I got called out to LA. I, I just said, okay, I'm, I'm staying, forget it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's seductive. It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, if, if I thought I could ever afford to live out there, I, I would do, <laughs> you know, it's crazy expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the cost of living out here is disgusting. I mean, buying houses, is, is just it's a nightmare it's yeah. really a nightmare you know, it's, it's the, part of the reason that despite half the stuff that i get invited to being down in london i, I still live up just outside birmingham because just the house when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
prices are so much different. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Crazy prices when you move down the south of England. So. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably do a bit right. more of the kind we're, of interview. We're supposed to talk about something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Not sure. just the weather and living in LA. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to just sort of introduce yourself properly and and uh, give me a, a bit of background about yourself? Well, let's see. I was at college. Um, it was, it was, it was my freshman year when I moved in, um, to NYU, you know, in Greenwich village, um, yeah. you know, New York. And I, I had always, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I knew I was going to be in music. I just, I honestly didn't know where I was going to go. Um, I mean, all my life growing up, I had played instruments, you know, I mean, trumpet was my thing for a while. And then when I got a guitar in my hands at, at 11 years old, like <laughs> that was, that was it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I still did the trumpet obviously in school and whatnot, but guitar became the thing, started growing my hair out, like, you know, uh, <laughs> became, you know, got in a rock and roll band, you know, yeah. with, with, you know, guys who are now my brothers, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, did that thing, did jazz band in school and whatever. And then it came time to go to college and, you know, my parents were like, well, we're not sending you to school to be a rock star, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I went into a music technology program at NYU, um, not a hundred percent sure what I was going to do with it, but it was just kind of a, I don't know. I was just kind of feeling myself out, you know what I mean? Just not yeah. sure where I was going to go. Um, all my, uh, all my good friends that I had started to make, um, just cause you know, they were on my floor, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. were, were film students and film majors. Um, and they started making their little short films and they started asking me like, Hey, can you score my, my, you know, my short? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I could totally do that. You know, like honestly not having a clue how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I bought a computer, I bought a keyboard and I started like teaching myself studio vision pro, you know? Right. Um, and started, you know, scoring these little things and was just having the most amazing time doing it. Um, I was like, Oh, this is definitely what I need to do, you know? Um, and one of my, one of my, um, who's a very good friend of mine now, but you know, who became a very good friend of mine in college. He, uh, a film student, he was a, a soundtrack nerd, just all, <laughs> all into soundtracks, like everything and anything. Um, and I was just so, I, I was just loving what I was doing. So, you know, he and I just became really good buddies and, you know, he would introduce me to all these great soundtracks. Um, and we went to go see True Romance together. Right, yeah. Uh, um, and Hans' score just blew me away um, because it wasn't that classic orchestral, you know, sound. It was just so interesting. And um, I don't know, I mean, you know, it was like marimbas and stuff, you know what I mean? But like it, it kind of felt rock and roll to me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, I just immediately became such a huge fan of his and was just, you know, just listening to everything he was doing, um, as well as everybody else, you know, I mean, James yeah. Newton Howard and James Horner and John, obviously John Williams and, you know, Danny Elfman. And yeah. those are just the, you know, Thomas Newman. Those are just the huge guys that at the time I was just really getting into and, and everything. Um, there was a great little record store around the block called Footlight Records, and they were just this <laughs> like soundtrack haven you know where like you, you could go by find used cds there god forbid you know yeah <laughs> um and it was crazy you know like you know like it's just finding all these little gems like witches of eastwick and batteries not included these like oh, wow. scores you couldn't buy anywhere you know but yeah. like we'd like we'd like go every day until like somebody until it showed up you know and um <laughs> yeah you know it's just a lot of fun just like getting into soundtracks and getting into scoring films and it was just that's how I got into it was, was basically just cause people asking me to score their stuff. Um, yeah. 
and I just loved it so much. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do, you know? And then like I was graduating college and I was like, my, I'm like, all right, well, where am I going to go with this thing? You know, I was like talking to some commercial houses in New York about a job or in, interning or whatever. And, um, my girlfriend at the time was like, well, you know, what do you really want to do? I'm like, well, I'd love to go work for Hans, but you can't just like knock on an Oscar winner's door, you know? And, <laughs> and she's like, well, why not? And I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's a fair enough point, you know? Yeah. Um, so I looked them up online. I called up the studio, the woman who answered the phone, Alison Clark is still a good friend of mine today, which is just so funny, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I, they, she said, come on out. We, you know, you can uh, interview for an internship. I, I flew out right away after college interviewed. I got the internship, went back to New York, packed up my shit and moved out, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. And just started interning, you know, getting coffee, making runs to the agent's place, you know, go, going to Staples for blank CDs, you know, like <laughs> all that, all that stuff, you know what I mean? Just to, just, just to be around the studio and, and be a part of what was going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was great. You know I mean? Everything, you know, they, they were in the middle of Prince of Egypt and El Dorado and, um, they had just finished the peacemaker and it was just, you know, it was, um, yeah. everything there was just like so high profile and yeah. just, you know, it was like just to be a part of all that stuff. And, you know, if you're going to learn how to do this job, you might as well learn how to do it on the, on the biggest jobs out there, you know? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, and, and then everything else seems easier <laughs> or at least, <laughs> or at least you just, you know, you're, you're prepared for it, you know? Um, just being, being in a spotting session and, and, you know, watch being in a meeting and then, you know, doing fixes and, um, you know, even just like what the other jobs are, a music editor and a producer and a picture editor. And, you know, these are all <laughs> things I read, I read about credits in movies, but I never, you know, talk to these people or, yeah. or like understood how all the jobs, you know, connect, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just a great place to do that. A great place to learn, you know I mean? In four weeks there, I learned a lot more than I did four years at school. You know? Yeah. Um, that tends to be the case. With, it with does, the first doesn't job, it? Yeah. You know? I mean, there's, there's nothing like real world experience, you know? And, yeah. and like all the synthesizers and software and things I would read about in, in, you know, magazines and whatnot, like Hans actually had, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, I, you could actually get your hands on it and touch it and learn it. And, and just, you know, it's just invaluable experience, you know, for, for your career and, and moving on and, and, and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a lot of the guys I met there, I ended up working for later on, you know, I mean, I've written a lot of music for Ramin and, you know, I did some stuff for Jablonski, you know, a while ago and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was a terrific, terrific experience. Yeah, I mean, you. It's the interesting thing reading through your kind of IMDb is a lot of, a lot of the stuff on your IMDb is additional music for something. Or I, I have done a tremendous amount of ghostwriting. Yeah. Um, which you know I never knew existed until I came out here and started seeing what was going on. You know, um, you know, there, there. It, it depends on on the project. Obviously, it's like there's no way to say that a movie has this amount of time and a TV show has this amount of time. You know. Yeah. yeah. But having said that, it always seems to be less time than you want. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it and and you know especially with the computers and all the samplers and synths and everything we have now, like producers and directors and everyone, they're they're accustomed to hearing these like final scores as demos. You know. Yeah. And so it it, the game has become not just about writing music, but producing music, you know? Yeah. And, 
and, and, and again, that was a great thing, you know, to be at Hans's place for, cause he was just a production master, you know? So it was just, you know, being, seeing how he does things was just amazing. But, but that's the thing. So, so now you can't just write the music, you have to produce the music. And then when you get fixes, you have to do fixes and you know, all, all that stuff and yeah. produce and produce and produce. So, um, it takes so much more time to write, you know, it, it just, Sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day to get the job done and well, people need help and people need help. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I noticed one of the shows, um, that's on the list is Arrow, uh, which yes, is with- Blake Neely's show. Correct. Um, and, but Blake Neely does, I, if I, I'm right in thinking he does at least three or possibly even all four of the DC shows. Um, uh, yeah, he does a lot of shows. I think last year he had literally five shows going at the same time. Yeah, which I is mean, insane. You know, so so right, it's hardly right. surprising that there's somebody else helping him out. Right, right, show. right. Shocker of all shockers, like one human being can't do five shows at once, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, particularly. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of people I know who can't do one show at once, you know? I yeah. mean, it, 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 and that's not fair to say about the composer. It's really... It depends on the show. Yeah. It depends. It depends on the music needed for the show. Um, and it depends how many days you have to do it. You know, some shows like I did, um, I did a, uh, a show for Netflix last year called Hemlock Grove. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had two weeks per show and there was like, you know, 20 to 25 minutes of music. <laughs> That's a dream. I mean, I, you know, I've worked on network shows where some of my ghostwriting that says additional music, I've actually done like every note of every, of every show, you know, wow. it's just, but the composer, yeah, you know, gets. got, got, got the job so it's like my name isn't composed by but meanwhile you know yeah, yeah. all i get out of it is additional music credit but meanwhile i literally did the entire show right <laughs> yeah um and you know sometimes you can have four days and 35 minutes or sometimes you can have 10 days and 25 minutes you know so you don't you you know yeah. sometimes yeah. you need help this week but you don't need help the next week you know what i mean so it's a yeah. It's a, it's really, really interesting, but it's really all about schedules, you know, that have made this, you know, additional music Avenue, you know, uh, a whole new career for people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at some of the shows, uh, you, you worked on Arrow, uh, Arrow Warehouse 13, uh, mm. Flash Forward. You did. Love Flash Forward. Yeah. Um, that was great. That, yeah. It was just such a shame that that got canned. Uh, no one. Was- I know. They wanted it to replace Lost, but they put it on um, while Lost was still on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, Bad you know, yeah. yeah, it was like you're not really giving people a chance to, to like yeah. replace it, you yeah, know, like exactly. it, it needed one more season and I think they would have grabbed people. But, yeah. and, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was a good season. Yeah, it's great. Uh, no Ordinary Family as well. You did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I worked on that with Blake, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, was that Blake? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Blake. Uh, Body of Proof. You've done yes. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you that was crazy. At that time, I was doing six 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 Park Avenue. Oh yeah. Um, and Body of Proof was it Body of Proof at the same time as Park? I forget. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I, there, there, there was like a, a month or two where I was doing both shows, and it, that was getting out of yeah. control. Um, but a lot of fun, you know. And and again with the ghostwriting, it's like uh, it, it's a you know it's a great way to get experience, and you know show that you can do it like i know yeah. i can score i know i can score a network show because i've scored network shows <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> like, you know so it's it's nice to give you that confidence as yeah. well you did did an episode of revenge as well which is for shit. 
Yes, I worked on one episode of, of Revenge. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I know. I've, we've interviewed Phil about four or five times now. So, oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I know Phil quite well. But gotcha. um, and and there's that is a guy that that his work schedule is just insane. So absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I worked with him. A, was it a couple months ago? I mean. Um, he had like three or four pilots going on at the same time yeah. as well as, as the well as like nuts. a movie and a show. You know what I mean? It was like absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. The guy's completely yeah. insane. And and when he had two main shows on, was it kind of, you know, one big show, one little show? No, it's two fully orchestrated shows. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- those are some of the TV shows you worked on. Uh, movies, um, that you've got the the Danny Trejo badass movies, uh, right? You've, you've, uh, you've, uh, you were working on. Um, that was were you the sole composer on those? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are my shows. Yeah. 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 So, I've uh, I've a relationship with that director, uh, Craig Moss. Okay. Um, we we've done a handful of things together. I've done. <laughs> he's done some. Um, you know, the Trejo films were were straight. You know, action films. You know. Yeah. Um, he's he he did a um, he's done a handful of spoof films. Yeah. Um, that I've done, you know, and, and those were a lot of fun too. That's, that's how we started working together on some spoof things, um, which, which were really good fun, but yeah, then the badass trilogy kind of worked its way in. Yeah. And we just did a movie together as well called, uh, the charnel house. Okay. Um, and I would love to tell you exactly what's going on, but unfortunately I don't know, but I, they just got a distribution deal, um, early this week or the end of last week, but it's not completely finished yet. So I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, but hopefully that'll be something you get to see. Cause it was, it was really good film. That's awesome. Okay. I'll yeah, watch out for yeah. that. Um, you, you did British guy in the lead too. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> uh, God, I'm gonna have to look up, up, up now. I, I forget. <laughs> I'll tell you in two seconds. Then. Okay. So you've, you've also worked on, uh, you did some work on Tim Burton's nine. Uh, yes. With Debbie Lurie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you music arranger on Ride Along, which has been a right. hugely successful film. Right, uh, right, it, right. With Chris Leonard, yeah. Immortals, um, Fast Five. You did some stuff with Transformers, Pompeii. Yeah, um, yeah busy, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yes, thank you. Callum Blue, by the way. Callum Blue. Name. That name yeah. rings a bell. Smallville. That looks like his big, That's, big TV stuff. Who was he in Smallville? Uh, let's see. Who was he in Smallville? He was General Zod. Ah, yes. No, I know exactly who he is. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's very funny. He's a great actor. He was really good in the movie too. Charnel like, House. Like, yeah. Charnel House. Yeah, like really good. Yeah. Like he, he, he popped off the screen and you're like, oh wow, this guy's good. You know, like, yeah, yeah. There was no denying he's got some serious talent. Yeah. Smallville Sanctuary, uh, Dead Like Me. That was the other big thing he was in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So yes. Uh, and as well as doing all those movies, you've got a new film, uh, or new soundtrack coming out for a horror film called Satan- Satanic. Satanic. Correct. Satanic. Yeah. Yeah. It's on, it's on iTunes right now to rent. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know when it comes out to purchase, but you can rent it. Um, so yeah, how is how is it doing the music for for that? Because you know you've you, clearly you kind of you, you, your breadth of of different types of music kind of you know you've got superhero things, you've got sci-fi things in there, you've got you know standard kind of day-to-day things. You've got uh, I can tell you, it's what I it's one of the great things about this job I really, really like is, is, is is changing, you know, um, 
It's just so interesting. I, I mean, I've got friends who've come out of college and have, you know, they got a job and it's 20 years later, they still have that job, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm on a job and I have no, what I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing in two months because I'm on a job right now. This job will end and what's next, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool. I, I really enjoy, um, constantly changing projects. It's, um, you know, it can be stressful, obviously, as far as like being a freelancer all the time and trying to find work, but there's something really rewarding about like starting something, finishing it, then starting something else. You know, it's like, I, I like, I like that building of the catalog, if you will, you know, and just having all this different types, type of music. It's, it just keeps it interesting. Um, keep, keeps you young. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I really enjoy it. You know, so, you, I, I love working on films too. Like you really, you really dig into something. You, you find what makes that film tick, you know? Um, and you kind of ride it out for a while. And then when it's done, it's, it's a, it's a really big exhale, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's fun to get into something else, you know, keeps, keeps it interesting. Yeah. I mean, you've done, uh, you've done a couple of video games as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't for a long time, but yeah, I've, 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 I did video games for a little while. Yeah. Um, so do you have a particular preference for TV film or, or video games as, or is it just you know, a case of mixing them up? Um, no, I, 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 I like mixing them up. I, I can't say I totally have a preference. Um, I, I really, I've, I've done so much TV that I, I really enjoy it cause I like, yeah. I know, I know it and I understand it, you know? Um, and not everybody does, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's the, the pace of it yeah. can be, can be very difficult on people, you know, and you have to write a lot of high quality music in a very short amount of time, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've found my method of getting that done, you know, so I enjoy it. Um, having said that the past year I've been doing almost exclusively film work, uh, uh, and I love it. It's just, it's just really great. Like film I'm on right now, I have like two and a half months to do. And it's, it just feels <laughs> like, it, it, it feels like I have a year, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've, I've done films in four weeks, you know, because that's just what needs to happen. But funny enough, it's like my TV brain doesn't even really see that as a problem. Like yeah. doing 60 minutes of music in four weeks almost still feels like a luxury, you know, because yeah, like yeah. I, I've done 60 minutes in, in two weeks before for TV. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 been great yeah yeah i mean it, it, phil uh i remember when we were talking to phil last time he he came up with you know and was sort of saying that you tend to find that if people are purely film composers if you stick them in front of a tv you know schedule that they, they kind of break down because it's so ridiculously insane that if you work in tv going to a film is, it shouldn't be any real problem at all because you know for the right. in terms of the time periods because yeah yeah yes exactly exactly doing a lot of tv and then getting a film you're like oh wow this is gonna be a piece of cake you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but like yeah yeah you get somebody who's done nothing but films for five years you give them a tv show they probably have a heart attack you know <laughs> yeah They're like yeah. you gotta be out of your mind you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no it, it is crazy i mean i i've heard stories of people literally finishing stuff you know hours before it actually gets kind of sent off to go on air you know oh yeah yeah i mean in tv that can happen a lot too especially you know yeah. when i'm like they're on the dub stage you know mixing everything and like and they, they'll call you from the dub stage and say they need a fix you know <laughs> and you're like oh okay you know and you gotta like hopefully your computer didn't crash that morning you know and um yeah you gotta 
get it going, print it out and get it back to the stage so they can throw it in the show on Wednesday that airs on Friday, you know? Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's absolutely happened for sure. It's crazy. Absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite piece of music you've written for um, any of your shows? No, <laughs> I, not, not at all. I wish I, you know, yeah, I've got a, a handful of things I like, you know, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I have a favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose if you're, I mean, you seem to go through you know, so much stuff and you're writing so much, I guess it, it's very difficult to kind of pick out specific things. Cause you know, you, you kind of, yeah, they're different, different vibes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, if you said, what's your, your favorite Trent Reznor track you did, I'd have that, you know, if you said, what's your favorite <laughs> yeah. Thomas Newman track you did, I'd have that, you know, like, um, yeah, but hard, hard, hard to pick, you know, picking your favorite film or your favorite kids, you know, yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they, you know, they do different things, you know? Yeah. 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 Although I only have one kid, so I can pick my favorite. But, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you have a go-to instrument to, when you start working on something? If somebody presents you with kind of you know a project, it, it, do you does the project tend to dictate what you start with, or is it like always go to a piano or always go to a guitar? Or? Yeah, no. I you know it's funny. I was talking about that with somebody the other day. Um, no, I wish. You know, I, I wish I had a process because that would make every day of my life a lot easier. You know, <laughs> um, like, like that would just make this job so easy. If I can go, okay, great, let me get that piano and then let me find that string and add a guitar and I'm done. You know, yeah. um, no, it really the project kind of takes on its own life. You know, um, I, I, I wish. I mean, uh, a, a piano or uh, a, a string pad. You know, are my most likely go-to sources to get going, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of just an answer to say an answer. I mean, in, in reality, it's, could be it's, you know, it, it could be anything really. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that could change on the morning or like what I ate for breakfast, you know, um, <laughs> or what I listened to in the car on the way over here, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's just wherever your brain's at and what you feel, you know, and even if I know it's going to be a, a completely synthesized or, um, like a, a textural, you know, a sonic, you know, um, soundscapes and things or textures and whatever, even if I know it's just going to be one of those like ambient pieces, like I could start with a marimba just because I feel like playing a marimba right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's another thing too, about like these templates we set up, you know, it's like, I have every instrument and under the sun and then some, you know what I mean? So I might just feel like playing a, you know, a glockenspiel this morning, even though I know it's going to end up being, um, a, a nylon guitar, you know, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, sometimes it's fun just to go through the template and play things, you know, yeah. and you never know where creativity is going to spark itself. You know, that's the other thing too. It's like, you just start playing something you're like, Oh, that's interesting. And then you play it on a different instrument and you go, Oh, that's really great. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go, Oh, forget both of those altogether. You know, sometimes I'm writing cues and the first five things I do are the, the last five things I end up muting altogether, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like, you know, I end up writing around them so much. I didn't need them anymore. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I, I so wish there was a process, but I, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you ever find yourself, um, recording like, you know, weird instruments or, or sounds or that sort of stuff to mix that into the, uh, music? Cause particularly with things like horror, you tend to find that, you know, people right. pick up odd things to, to kind of make the noise, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, 
That definitely does happen. I, I don't do that as much as I would like, I'll say, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still at a place where I'm working on jobs that the budgets aren't necessarily that high and I, the, right, t- yeah. the de- and the deadline isn't necessarily that long. Um, so I don't necessarily have that luxury of, you know, Oh, let me experiment with this. or let me experiment with that. You know? Um, it's more about like how many minutes do I have to get done today? You know? (laughs) So it's really about, you know, utilizing everything I can, you know, um, and just trying to make it, you know, make interesting sounds myself, you know? Um, I, I don't often have that luxury to go record things, you know, I've worked on, I've worked on many projects where they do. And so like those recording sessions will happen or, you know, uh, a synthesis will make up new sounds and whatever, you know, for that project. And like, I'll get that library, you know, and they'll say, okay, here's a catalog of stuff we can use on this film, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, have been involved with that, but I haven't had much chance to do that myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have looking forward to it though? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I, I always say the the person the person that seems to have the oddest intru- instrument connection um, collection that I've spoken to is Nate Barr so far, right? Who has things right. made out of like human bones that he bought right, off people, right, yeah. and, and he's having I, I a. Lo- yeah. yeah. I, I love Nate. We just had dinner uh, a couple nights ago. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I did, I did Hemlock Grove with Nate. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I forgot. Um, Nate did. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I met, I met Nate at Hans's place, you know, 18 years okay. ago, you know I mean? Yeah. yeah. I've known Nate for a long time. He's, he's a terrific guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've I interviewed Nate, uh, oh, it's probably a year or so ago now. Um, oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I need to get him back on at some point because I love his stuff. I mean, he's, he's, oh, he's terrific. On, his stuff on True Blood was brilliant. Uh, Hemlock Grove was, was great. Um, yeah. Uh, really great americans as well of course which is i love what he's doing on the americans yeah i absolutely love it i i I love it yeah first time i heard i called him right away it's like oh my god dude i love what you're doing on that show yeah yeah Yeah, it's terrific yeah it's just brilliant um do you have any uh musical recommendations are there things that you listen to that you think more people should go out and listen to oh that's interesting um I don't know that I do, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm always like, like working and I'm always like a step behind. I got to get my recommendations from everybody else, you know? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I just saw Ex Machina like last week, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was amazing. Yes. Have you, have you seen that? Yeah. It's oh my God. I mean, film. and the score was amazing. You yeah. know, I absolutely loved that score. Um, yeah, people should go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it, that's a fantastic, um, yeah. fantastic film. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, did you get Mr. Robot? Have you guys watched that? Yes. Yeah. That also terrific, right? Uh, who, who does the music for that? I just interviewed the guy that does the music for that. Um, that's Mac Quell. Yes, it's Mac. Yeah. 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 No, I, I interviewed Mac last week, the week before, something like that. Um, oh, nice. Uh, I, I've I was so Mac pissed. I was supposed to work on that too. Oh, no. Um, well, he, he had like four, like Mac, I, I, God bless him. He like blew up. He had like, you know, he was doing, yeah. he was working for uh, what, Cliff Martinez or whatever. And like yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, all of a sudden he's got, you know, four shows. Um, he hooked up with Ryan Murphy, you know, and got all, all, all this work. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, I, we have the same agent and, and our agent, you know, put us in touch and we were talking. He's like, look, I got all these shows. I don't know how I'm going to get them done. You know, I'd love to have you on board and, and help. I'm like, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of like got prepared for it, but like, 
as it turned out, he just, he was able to get it all done. I'm not yeah. even sure how, to be honest, but, no, no. um, just as it was going, you know, we were just talking and he was like, you know, I, I don't think I'm gonna need you this week. You no, know, next week. Whatever. I'm like, I don't think you're going to need me. He's like, no, I think I got it. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. You know? um, I think crazy. they just spaced themselves. I think they spaced themselves out enough. He was able to get it done, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is great. I mean, respect, you know, like I, I have no problem with guys who can do all their, all their own work. You know? Yeah, no, no, exactly. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Uh, but yeah, Max. It's just too bad. Right. I was looking forward to it because I really like the show. Yeah, yeah. no, Mr. Uh, Robots in it, and just, just uh, amazing so show. And yeah. we get we get season two. It comes on Amazon Prime over here, so we get it um, as the, the sort of day after you have it over there. Oh, cool! In on cool. Uh, should be very popular. It's, yeah, it's a great show. Absolutely, yeah. Great yeah. Show. yeah, a film I just did, uh, Twisted Sisters. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, kind of had that vibe kind of went with a like you know modern sounding 80s synth pop thing <laughs> you okay, know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice oh, i'll have to go and look that up <laughs> couple of last questions sure what tv shows are you watching at the moment at the moment uh what did i just i, I i'm a binge watcher yeah. By the way, I like I, I I even canceled my cable. I just I'm all you know Netflix, HBO Now, Amazon Prime, Hulu, yeah. you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of like wait till a season is over and then I plow through it. Yeah. Um. So I'm waiting for Amy Schumer to finish so I can fly through those. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very funny. What did I just finish? Man in High Castle. Yeah, was yeah. one I watched recently that I really liked. Amazing I really liked what Dom show. did for that as well. Yeah. Um, I know Dom. Um, so was, yeah, definitely had to watch that for him, but yeah, okay, that's, cool. I, I really liked that show. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the, you know, the head, um, Japanese investigator guy was, <clears throat> was Dr. Price in Hemlock Grove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I was like, Oh, I got to watch that too. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What else? What else? I feel like I have to look at Amazon or IMDb, uh, uh, Netflix to see what I've been watching. <laughs> yeah. What else? High Castle, who, Mr. Robot. What else was big from this year? Uh, man, all these things come and go. There's, uh, what game of Thrones. There's yeah. You know, I I'm never so got into game. You know, I, I, I love Ramin and like, yeah, any, yeah. I, I've worked for me in the past and we've known each other for a long time. And anytime I've worked for Ramin, I've always gotten better. Yeah. Like that's, that's one thing I really like, you know, it's like sometimes I work for guys who don't even care about what I'm doing, which can be nice in its own way. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and there are other guys who want to hear every note I do and they want to have, you know, changes on it and whatever. And I love that too, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, there, there are different ways to skin a cat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, every time I work for Ramin, uh, he's just so involved with, with every note that he delivers, which I, which I would totally respect, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's terrific. Yeah. But Game of Thrones. It's funny. I, I, I never got into it. Um, my girlfriend right now loves that show <laughs> and is trying so hard to like, get me into it. I watched the last two episodes, the finale and the penultimate and the finale of the season. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. so you know, I, I do like it. It's, it's really good. I've tried to uh, go back a couple times. I don't know why it just doesn't grab me. I don't know why the, 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 I've got to say the, the music on, I think it, particularly the finale, um, just stunning 
Absolutely stunning. Absolutely exceptional. He's done some terrific. I mean, the the few episodes I've seen, he's done some really great work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually kind of pissed I missed it. That was right after. (laughs) uh, It was like right after Flash Forward. That job came into him. Wow. And I was almost kind of like, oh, cool. And I was like, ah, crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, such a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, what else? House of Cards is another show that's... Oh, my God. Love House of Cards. Yeah. Love, love, show. love House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other, other Netflix shows. There's the, there's the Marvel shows, of course. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether yeah. you can say you like those if you work on Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I I don't watch many of them. I mean, obviously, I watched a lot of Arrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten into the other. Like, was it like Agent Carter and those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I haven't gotten into those. Are they good? Do you like those? Uh, Agent Carter was actually quite good. The, uh, it's a shame it couldn't find its audience um, for its second season. And really, you know, because they they canned it after two seasons. Um, mm. Uh, I love I I love Flash. I love Legends. Um, I love I, I I really like Arrow as well. Um, it's it, there there are issues I have with Arrow that we have a long conversation about when we do the full podcast. But <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. The, the, the whole illicity thing kind of bugs me a bit. But um, okay, yeah. But yeah, the I, I do I do love those shows. Um, and Supergirl as well is really good. Uh, well, you know what I watched recently that you would actually probably really know three shows that I've watched recently that I love. Um, Black Mirror. Yes. Yeah. That's a great Incredible. Yeah. I mean, and why do they only do like one a year? Like I want eight of those now, well, you know, like you're, it's such a good show. Yeah. Well, you're going to get your wish because it's coming to Netflix bought it off channel four. Yeah. Um, well, that's where I have it, but there's like what, two episodes in yeah, a season or yeah, something. Yeah. And then, and then this last season was one episode, the, it, the white Christmas yeah, show. It was a Christmas special, but, but yeah. that, that's because that's how they used to run it on channel four, because channel four would only budget them for small amounts. Whereas Netflix now own it. So, Oh, oh so they're going to make their own. Yeah. Netflix are now making it because it's made, it's not made by directly by channel four. It was made by, uh, I don't think of the guy's name, but, uh, it's made by an external company and then sold right. to channel four. And they sold it right, uh, right, and they, right. Channel Four. It's um, Charlie Brooker is the guy's name. Um, Got it. And uh, Channel Four lost the rights to it, and Netflix bought them. So oh, Netflix, I, I think, are making twelve or thirteen episodes. Oh, it, well, it like is awesome! Run. It so, is absolutely awesome. He is brilliant. Um, that one, the IT crowd. Yeah, that's a great show. Again, I know I'm late to the party, but it's up on Netflix, and I like I, I went through all four seasons or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah absolutely love that show where where are you guys right now season wise oh that's i that finished a long time ago i think that show. oh really yeah. oh so that's that's like a done show yeah that's a done show yeah it's four seasons and that's it uh, oh 2010 oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah okay and uh peep show yes that's that's another done show but that's brilliant as well oh they're not gonna do more no they literally finished that this year it's the is was that the eighth or the ninth season? I think that was the eighth season. I okay, because the eighth season is on Netflix, so that means I've seen it all. Yeah, okay, um, that was a terrific show. Yeah, it's it, the Peep Show is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, David Mitchell, the, uh, the who's the the sort of shorter rounder one out of the two uh, guys, because uh, it's okay. David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Uh, David Mitchell's in another show um, over here called. Uh, Upstart Crow, which is okay. written by um, Ben Elton, the who I think is probably best known in America. Ben Elton for 
wrote things like The Young Ones. He wrote Blackadder. I don't know whether you know any of these shows. I don't know those, no. Uh, Blackadder's uh, very, very funny kind of silly take on history, essentially. Okay. Um, but Black Blackadder <clears throat> is, is a classic British um, sitcom. Gotcha. Um, and well worth looking up. Do you, um, uh, do you watch the HBO shows? I love um, Veep and silicon yeah. valley v- yeah. veep i love silicon valley i absolutely love as well it's yeah just yeah veep and silicon valley i really like oh uh elementary on cbs yeah yeah you see i i was i was a bit sniffy of when i heard about that to start off with because i'll bet because it's got the sherlock, sherlock holmes thing yeah, yeah because yeah. it's the sherlock holmes thing and right and uh obviously you know, that show is incredible the, yeah the british sherlock i mean that is outrageously good yeah, yeah. um yeah and then it, you know elementary came around and it's actually i mean it's a very different type of show to the british sherlock show and i'll bet it is yeah you know, I mean, oh, oh to that show yeah, yeah oh my yeah. god night and day night, yeah i mean yeah. it's uh, like elementary is a network tv show yeah, you know yeah, what i mean totally. so it's, it's got to be a different but it, thing but i it works I love so the well. flavor you know yeah. it's great yeah yeah it works and Sh- sean callery is just yeah. unbelievable Sh- i mean well, sean's oh, what that that and um, everything that guy does is just yeah. outrageous that you know homeland I mean? is his as well isn't it oh god homeland is so good right <laughs> yeah he does a killer job on homeland yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just brilliant i've spoken to sean i mean everything he does you know i mean uh, jessica jones was amazing um jessica- 24 was obviously pretty damn good yeah was jessica yeah. jones one of jones as well yeah yeah i, I didn't realize that that's yeah, yeah awesome Oh. Yeah, really cool, we'll right? Have that to like get him jazz, back on that, it. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, definitely. That, I mean, yeah. that jazzy theme and stuff he was doing. Oh, he's he's terrific. Yeah, no, I like. I, I listen to his stuff, stuff, and I feel like it. It just sounds so good. Like I don't know. I feel like he just kind of like. It sounds like it's it's so perfect. He just does it so quickly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I feel like. I feel like he doesn't need to spend time on it because he just knows what he's going to do and it's right the first time he does it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, he might be sitting there like it might take him four days to do a queue. I have no idea. But yeah. I just, I, I love his stuff. I really love what he does. Yeah, no, Sean, yeah. Sean's fantastic. Sean is the one person that when you ever ask any other composer, um, whose stuff do you like? Sean and Nate are the two people that always come up. <laughs> Nate too, really? Yeah, no, I've, I've had a number of people say, say Nate, but Sean particularly is... That's really interesting about Nate. Uh, yeah, oh, Sean, right? Yeah, everybody loves Sean. Yeah, yeah every, it, everybody it, loves Sean. I've had a couple of people so say they love, they, they love Nate's work on the Americans particularly. The Americans oh, come gotcha. up so gotcha. much. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I'll bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it'd be hard to find, find somebody who doesn't like Sean or Tom Newman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like odds are people are going to go, yeah, yeah, he's really good. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Sean, Sean's always the guy that that people come to first. They like, I love Sean's work at Homeland. That is the first thing that comes out. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah he's terrific. Yeah. But yeah, so um, the only the only last question I was going to ask, um, which sure. is is slightly it's going to be slightly different for you actually because um okay. i usually say with no disrespect to a current composer if you could score any tv show past present or future what would it be but then in your case i i guess you know you you ghostwrite quite a lot so it, it's quite possible you'll end up on some of these shows <laughs> so, <laughs> uh well i don't want to take nate's job away from him uh... <laughs> I mean, something like Homeland, what Calorie's doing on that show, I would love to be doing. Yeah. Mr. Robot, I would love to be doing Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't change it. I would just do what he's doing. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I just, I, I just really like the score. You know what I mean? I would just, yeah. I, would, I would like to be working on the score, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I'm assuming Sean's doing the next series of 24 as well, because that's going to Oh, right. That is coming back. I can't. I mean, they'd be fools not to hire him, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 so good at that. So maybe you can edge your way onto that. I know it's not. <laughs> yeah, <but> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe maybe he gets tied up doing that and he needs some help on home. Right. Right. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, odds are he's going to have three or four other shows at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. <laughs> All right. Well, it's wonderful to talk to you. Um, yeah. Likewise. Come, come back on next time. You've got something out and, uh, and absolutely you can chat through it. Be great. Sounds great. Okay, cool. Thanks, okay, Tom. take care, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was the interview with Tom Haberman. He was great to talk to. I really enjoyed it. So um, next up, we have some air date information. Air dates this week. We have a couple of cancellations. Houdini and Doyle, which was on ITV Encore, has been cancelled after one season. I, I, I think I watched half an episode of it. And I think, then, yeah. yeah. That's that, one of those ones that you hear about and you go, oh, okay really? then. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I know it drew some criticism for taking two you know, real ha- living characters and then completely messing with the timeline because they did meet each other, but not until they were way, way older and they certainly didn't solve crimes together. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I know it... I mean, it's Stephen Mangan who is great. Um, yeah. I just, it didn't grip me at all. And uh, the, the problem was it was a co-production between the US, the UK and Canada, and it really tanked in the US, I <laughs> think. So um, yeah, that's really what killed it because it's got to work on, across everything to, to pick up a renewal. So um, so that's being canned. Uh, Alpha House, which is on Amazon Prime. I've uh, looked at Alpha, nearly watched it a few times, never actually watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, John, John Goodman, isn't it? It is. It's John Goodman. Um, that's been axed after two seasons, although they have said it may come back at some point, but at the moment it's not. I think they referred to it as not being an active show. So <laughs> so they've not cancelled it, cancelled it. They're just not. They're just regular cancelled it. Yeah, they've just kind of not picked it up again. If <laughs> <laughs> So yes, is that... Great news for fans of Suits. Suits has got picked up for a seventh season, which I was actually quite surprised by because there there was talk of a number of the cast are, are seem to be kind of moving away. I mean, uh, Patrick J. Adams, uh, as mentioned earlier, is popping up as our man on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, the lady that plays the boss, which is terrible because she was in Firefly and I can't remember her name. Um, she's, she was in what? Sorry? She was in Firefly. Once more. Firefly. Oh, was that there was a Shakespeare? Yeah, that was one of the Shakespeare. Or Dar- uh, Dickens wrote that one. You're so fired. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because 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 it'd be really old if Dickens wrote it. That's why. That's why that's funny. <sighs> so fired. Have you still not? Have you still not watched that? Absolutely not. I'm never to my dying day going to watch that program. Why would I? There's no reason because for me to. it's one of the best TV shows ever made. <laughs> but then we right. can do this where I enjoy I enjoy this and you get all and I enjoy that too and it's good for me. If anything, I have more fun having not watched it than I ever could having watched it. Uh, I, I I don't know why you you, you just I have, <laughs> words fail me. I don't like it because it's cool, Dave. <laughs> but it's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, Gina Torres is her name. 
Um, Excellent. Well done. That, that, that was that padding gave me time to go and You're, look it up. Uh, so if I'd watched Firefly, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So yes, Gina Torres. Um, she, she went off to do a pilot actually, uh, which for a show which didn't get picked up. But we did wonder whether that signalled the end mm. of the show. Um, but apparently not. So it's back for a seventh season, which I'm I'm very very happy about because I adore that show. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, season six is currently running on Dave on Sunday nights, so well worth watching if you haven't watched it. In terms of changes, um, Great British Bake Off. Oh yes, Dave. Yes. <sighs> you won't watch Firefly, but you'll watch people baking. I'll watch, Great. I'll watch the Bake Off. A billion times. <laughs> so fired. Um, it's just so intense. It's so intense. <laughs> um, 24th of August this time. Uh, they've, they're putting it on slightly later. 24th of August on BBC One at 8pm. Uh, running slightly later because of the Olympics, I think. They've pushed it That's, back a little uh, bit. Two days before my birthday, everybody. I should buy you. Have you written that down? Have you written that down, Dave? Write it down for me. It's all right. You you know you're getting a Firefly box set. (laughs) Please (laughs) don't, (laughs) Mike. Please don't do that. Then there'll be like an obligation. Yeah, exactly. That's right. (laughs) Um, There is a a new drama called The One of Us about a newlywed couple returning to their honeymoon uh, and are promptly murdered um, funny <laughs> whoa uh, that took a dark twist uh it's a new british <laughs> new british drama coming on the 23rd of august um so day before a great british bake-off actually uh that's coming to bbc one um hunters which is a sci-fi show uh coming to sci-fi uk on the 31st of august at 9 p.m it's about a philadelphia policeman who gets involved in hunting alien terrorists when his wife goes missing um, uh, Ripper Street season four, which uh, you can get now on Amazon Prime if you've got Amazon Prime, but it's been trailed as coming soon. So we're looking at uh, August or September for the season four on BBC Two. Note BBC Two, not BBC One. They've moved it onto BBC Two. So yeah, that's that'll be its its terrestrial broadcast for that. If you're following Ripper Street on the BBC. There is a show called The Jack and Triumph Show, which stars uh, Jack McBrayer and Triumph, the insulting comic dog. I believe it only ran for one season, but that's coming to that's coming to Fox. Have you never seen Triumph, the insulting comic dog? No. Um, he yes. Well, he's is it Basil Brush? I know Basil Brush. It's kind of yeah. Apart from he hurls insults, um, and it is a spit the dog. It is a puppet, Um, but. First of September at 10 p.m. on Fox. That's coming. Crazy. Um, Major Crimes Season 5 comes the 12th of September at 9 p.m. to Universal. Season 2 of Bitten, uh, which stars Laura Vandervoort as a werewolf. Uh, that's coming on the 15th of September at 9 p.m. to Sci-Fi UK. American Horror Story Season 6 coming on the 16th of September at 10 p.m. So that's a few days after the U.S. Uh, mm. It's running very, very close to the U.S. That uh, Interestingly, I noticed there was a news article up earlier today uh, which said that apparently some of the trailers that they've put out are misdirects. So ah. <laughs> they've been so secretive with the plot of it this time that they're actually creating trailers which really have absolutely nothing to do with the tv show i'm gonna sue them dave i think <laughs> yes you see that's how you get self-sued so <laughs> <laughs> so there's that 
Um, there is. I don't, think, I don't think American Horror Story got anything to worry about. No, I think they'll be perfectly fine. If anything, I think they're in a stronger position than DC right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I think they're certainly more popular at the moment. Well, it's not than the DC TV shows, I don't think. Oh, well, no, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so we've got that. We've got Private Eye, uh, season one of that coming to the Universal Channel on the 19th of September at 8 p.m. That stars uh, 80s heartthrob Jason Priestley as an ex-pro hockey player turned private investigator. It's described as a procedural dramedy. So oh. could be good. And Man in the High Castle season two of that uh, comes to Amazon Prime Instant Video on the 16th of December. So a little while to wait for that. But uh, that was... Did you watch season one of that? No, I was told good things, though. Yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime... Oh, is that... Yeah, I do know, yeah, I do know that one. Yes, carry on. Yes, it's the, the one about um, alternative timeline when the Nazis won the war. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, really good. Well worth watching the first season of that, if you've not seen it. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime now, and then the second season starts 16th of December. Um, next week on TV, we have the sum total of two shows and one of those has already been on somewhere else so uh the original season three will land on netflix on the 11th of august and we're just highlighting that because that's the only place you can like legitimately get it without having to pay for it so uh this is the first time we've been able to get that so that's now coming you know people people pay for netflix you know don't you yes i know (laughs) but it's like seven pound a month rather than like three pound an episode you know so um that's what i mean because you can go and buy it on amazon right now uh you you if you actually follow it on amazon you can pay for the season which is about 24 quid um and and get and get it literally the day after it goes out in the u.s so that's if you're a huge fan and you've got the money that's that's the best way to do it but you uh you can get it on netflix if you're prepared to wait a little bit until the season's over uh that's now on netflix with its third season from the 11th of august uh and the get down season one which is a new show coming to netflix called fame for generation y it's a musical drama set in new york and that's coming on the 12th of august to netflix what's generation y this might sound you you generation me y. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, dude, I was gonna say the get down looked pretty good. So actually, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it literally is for me. Yes. What's that is... mean? Why Generation Y? What's that? I don't oh, get it. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Go- that... This is all getting cut to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Generation Y is. Let's have a look. Oh, he's doing it. Good. I this am... is good. Generation Y. <laughs> uh, generation born in the 80s and 90s comprising primarily of children of the baby boomers particularly perceived as an increasingly familiar oh those increasingly familiar with digital and electronic technology i Mill- am that otherwise known as millennials uh, uh i wouldn't class myself as a millennial <laughs> i thought i thought millennials were born this side of the millennium well, yeah, you see, I would and have would, said that. And would never be 16. So I, I would say Generation Y and Millennials are probably... The same s- thing. Well, they don't, millennials is negative, so they don't want to say Millennials. Yes, Generation Y, Gen Y. What, what do I come under? Generation X I come under, you see. So I'm much What's cooler. that about? Is there like an alphabet system? Yeah, see, so, uh, genera- Generation X... Well, Y is a much cooler letter than X, let's be honest. Why is like X's big brother? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, because the Y men are so popular. <laughs> but, but why, Dave? <laughs> but why? 
the, yeah, the, the Y Men is such such a popular like bunch of superheroes. But but why? <laughs> See, that's why you're called wise. <laughs> yeah, but you ask too much. Then? Ask too many questions. That's why. <laughs> but why? Uh, ge- there is a generation after you called Generation Z. Of course. Then will they start at A again? I, well, I don't know. Maybe Generation Z or the I Generation. They're known. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because of that's, the iPhone. That's late 2000s. Oh, I see. So, uh, see, gen- I would, yeah, I was going to say because I don't th- think I don't think the I, I don't think Apple are as good now as they were maybe six years ago. Yeah, well, generation the I generation or Generation Z are late 2000s to mid 2020s. They've even got an end date of mid 2020s <laughs> for that. So maybe maybe they go back to Generation N, Generation A after that. I like um, being Generation Y. Yeah, or a millennial if I want to insult you. <laughs> generation Y is fine, Dave. Stick to that, maybe. Millennial. <laughs> we we invented uh, good good like eco friendly coffee. How about that? <clears throat> We invented electric the inter- cars. We invented. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to say we invented the internet, but technically, I don't think we can lay claim to that. <laughs> we used oh, the God. internet. We 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 developed the internet. Yeah, we so. used the internet with one finger whilst whispering exactly what you're typing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving just slightly back on track. <laughs> Yes, unless you've got anything else you'd like to add. No, that's it. I am, I'm out. I'm done. Good. Never um, again. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to visit us during the week, you can find us at geektown.go.uk throughout the week to see all the latest news and air date information. If you want to get in touch, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on the website post. You can find us on Twitter at Geektown, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com or on Instagram at Geektown UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.